Welcome to Infinite Trek, where we cover everything Star Trek. From animated to live action, comics to novels, from games to real-life tech. If it's Star Trek, or even Star Trek adjacent, it's here. So get ready to talk about Trek no matter what your knowledge level is. Whether you've been watching since the 1960s or just discovered Star Trek 47 minutes ago, we We welcome welcome you. you. Hey, Brandy. Hey, Aaron. What are you doing? Oh, you know. Week, hasn't it? Yeah, it's been a hard week. It's, it's, It's been a hard week. Yeah. You know, I I kind of knew that was happening, so I prepared a list of things that maybe the audience might benefit from. Um, exercise, medication, limited dairy, mm. hyperbolic chicken. No? Okay. Um. Uh, I'll, I'll think more outside the box. Uh, yoga, okay, yeah. hyperbaric chamber, therapeutic coloring books, interstellar shopping. Okay, Aaron, Aaron, Aaron. We don't need an endless list of activities. No, don't, no, no. Uh, okay, I broke on that one. <laughs> we are referring, of course, to this week's episode of Discovery, where Saru consulted the computer to help his crew get through some really obvious PTSD. So, uh, and that's what we're going to talk about this week. Normally, we kind of just pull apart the episode and just go through it systematically. Uh, this time, we're going to kind of take a topic and just kind of explore that. Mm-hmm. Plus yes. other things. We, we do have news. Uh, and Ooh, we have yes. the question of the week, which I'm going to uh, bring up now just so that the chat room can think about it. Uh, if I can find it. There we go. Uh, the question of the week is kind of two pronged. It's like, do you ship Georgiou or Georgiou and Linus? Uh, and do you think that she's up to something? Uh, bonus <laughs> points for couple names. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, saw, you, but... I saw one that I think was the winner as far as couple names. Okay. So. Yeah, we'll we'll go over that. There's there was a couple that a couple there was the a few of them that were repeated. There was a couple a couple names. Uh, for for historical research, if you're ever going back and listening to this podcast, this is just uh, an hour or two after a historic election has been called, and we're just mm-hmm. a little loopy. It's just Slash a PTSD. It actually this is very relevant to what's happening right now in some ways. Yeah, because so. I think we've all had PTSD for the last four years. I would I would be safe to say that probably the majority of our listeners are not going to be upset by that com- that comment. You know. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm speaking from a personal experience, and I know a lot of people that I know and that listen to us have had that same experience. Yeah. So if you haven't had that experience, yay for you. Yeah, but definitely. that that doesn't take away from the fact that many other people did. Yeah. Yep. For sure. Uh, so should we start off with uh, a little bit of fanset news? Yes, do it, do it, do it. I'm wearing pins. I'm wearing pins. Yep, I got pins I today. Have, which one do you you have? Uh, I have my Hoshi. No, is right? this is my regular oh. Hoshi. This is oh, the okay. Women of Trek, the Women of Trek design Hoshi, and uh, my Women of Trek design to Paul. So. I'm like looking over your name, like I can see see better. Like <laughs> this sounds like I can't really look into your camera. <laughs> I'm sorry. Would you uh, like me to remove them from my chest and bring them no, closer? It's okay. <laughs> it's okay. Uh, They're not. I ground them down and made them into magnetic pins. So. Oh, right. Don't tell anybody that. <laughs> no, I no. It's I. I just no, I, I don't like holes in my clothing, and it's yeah. I, I'm I'm just making them easier to wear for me. What mm. I found was really cool is I have other pins, but using the plastic, uh, the little rubber backgrounds from the fanset pins actually improves those pins. So I, put, I pull them off and I'm like, oh, hey, now I, you know, and they stay so much better that way. The one, metal mm-hmm. ones that you have to like kind of close and then they sort of yeah. open yeah. up again. No, it doesn't work really well. Uh, I'm yeah. wearing Mariner. And I wore Mariner yesterday. Yeah. It seems like a Mariner <laughs> kind of day. Yeah. I, I made a, a uh, a picture of of Mariner pointing to the electoral map <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> from from the episode. Uh, what was it? Uh, Cupid's er- errant arrow, where she was mm-hmm. on her her board of craziness. Of like, maybe she's our Cardassian spy. No, no, no. Bear with me. A Sulaban, right? Sulaban. <laughs> yeah, that was that was Boimler's look. Like, uh, you're a crazy lady. Yeah, so, I miss yeah. that show already. Like, you know. 
just go back I mean, and I, watch I'm it. I'm actually, yeah, I'm loving what's <laughs> happening with Discovery, but I'm also like, it feels like there should just continue to be be lower decks as it goes along. But mm-hmm. well. it just uh, nonstop lower decks. Yeah. Uh, uh, but, yeah. Oh, sorry. No, I just I got myself off track. Um, <laughs> But uh, for the fan set pins, we have a new releases for November, which is pretty cool. We've got uh, the Picard family crest. Uh, we have Hugh from Picard and the USS Cerritos, speaking of lower decks. So, yay. And cool. if you are uh, our audience member, you get a 15% discount by using the uh, discount code Infinite Trek. All one word. Yes. And uh, they also wanted us to let everybody know that I know that there's been some orders for the, I guess, the Voyager 20th anniversary pin and 20th, 24th, 25th, 25th. 25th. <laughs> yeah, the 24th anniversary. Why would they do that? Yes, the 25th. Um, and that because of COVID and everything happening with the post office, everything's just a little bit behind. So bear with them. It's on its way. It, it's it's not fallen into a void somewhere <laughs> no and i know firsthand how quickly they ship stuff out because the last yeah. order that i placed i was getting like within two hours i had notification that they had sent it to the post office so yeah it's uh they're yeah. they're really good at that so what happens after it goes to the post office that's not really on them they're doing the best they can yeah oh and then one uh, in the chat room uh, Mag Ten Mag, I think that's how you say that. Uh, who's also a, a an unready room uh, viewer? Yes, uh, had mentioned uh, fan set emojis, and yeah, there are these fan set emoji pins coming as well. Those are all mm-hmm. the, I believe, they're the emojis that they use to create the Twitter. Um, I believe you're correct. Hashtags that mm-hmm. do not have the animated series anywhere in them. <clears throat> anyway. <laughs> I know those are going to be trying. Yeah. I'm, I'm a one track. <laughs> one broken no, record. no, you don't have, that's not the case. They were slighted and you have every right to bring that up at every opportunity. <laughs> so uh, those are going to be turned into pins as well. And I don't know what date those are coming out. Ah, and I think the one that, that will speaking of again, of lower decks, because that seems to be an endless supply now of fan set stuff is that we have uh, for Christmas, coming the holiday badgie <laughs> i love it yeah it, it, it's kind of perfect for 2020 it's the, the scary holiday badgie um i'm really hoping that means that we're eventually going to get the preload or, or the the loading badgie where it's just the frozen <laughs> look on the face and the, the, the bar. bar yeah i want that i do want that look, look at him try <laughs> she's wow yeah that was great um badgie has turned into a a really a kind of a amazing like just character meme or something that you can use to kind of express a lot of things so so many yeah so many things on on just all parts of the spectrum just yeah you there is a badgie for every occasion <laughs> there really is yeah mm-hmm. uh murderous badgie there's happy badgie <laughs> So yeah, there's we, frozen we, badgie. There's yeah, there's yeah. Yeah, frozen badgie. We'll have there's a holiday badgie now. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, no, I think it's it's really fun that you can kind of pick it, you know, create anything you want out of it. I think I also somebody. I don't think this is a real pin, but I saw somebody make it make badgie look as if it was an actual like the metallic badge from Starfleet, like wearing it on their. I'm like, it's interesting, but it's just yes. also creepy at the same time. Yes, I did Which see is- that and I was just um I was I was enthralled and creeped out at the same time, which yeah. is one feeling. <laughs> that well that's interesting because that's a, a awful lot of what discovery is in some ways too. Yes. Not the show, but I mean the, the, the what the characters are going through. It's like it's like amazing and like scary at the same time. Um yep. Oh, and uh if we're on the badge track, I'll just something about this week's discovery that mm. uh I woke up to the next morning. Uh, there are two things. Uh, they're the badge that uh, Tall wear, or Admiral Tall had that we saw in the the scene where all of uh, Adira's past hosts were presented. Yes, which is also a really emotional scene. Um, and also, we realized that she's that's a pretty long lived trill because we see a Picard era uniform. So that's that's mm-hmm. you know. More than the 500 plus years that we've kind of heard that uh, Trills live to. Um, 
but uh, he was wearing a badge that looked really familiar. Um, hmm. When we were trying to guess what the Picard badge might look like, I did a infographic for Trek movie and I created this badge and nearly the same badge is on the Admiral with very little tweaks um, and color. But I don't know if the color really is indicative because everything was very blue in that scene. So, mm. But yeah, so that was that was interesting because I woke up. It's like, hey, they use your badge. Congratulations. I'm like, I didn't get any credit for that <laughs> um nope. the other thing is i was asked if my spots were itching I'm like, what? um basically adira's backstory is really 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 similar to my improv character's backstory so that's where my ability to be objective about this might be a little skewed so i'm putting that out there before we start just because it's sort of like i feel like i've lived this this kind of backstory for a year when I was playing this character. So yeah, it was it's it's interesting. Yeah. Well, I remember um way back like weeks and weeks ago you talking about how Romulan whiskey was also a thing that Oh yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we had Romulan whiskey in night shift. Yeah. Um hmm. and you know, I don't know. We we have had discovery writers in the uh in the audience. I am not saying that they No, no, we're not just, inferring uh, that. No, it's no. just no, it's, it's just, hard it's, to ignore the similarities. <laughs> we were saying that it's it's what happens when you you try to create a show and using the same basic, you know, stew of back back information, fifty-four years of of canon. Um and those people are living through the same kind of lives we're living through right now. I think it's just all these things sort of come together and it's just like, okay, what hasn't been done? What can we do? Um, so it's it's really interesting. I, it gives me a better perspective also on what you can do with that character because it was a really interesting backstory. It was very hard to express in a sh uh, story that isn't uh, like scripted because mm. you it's hard to just randomly bring up that, oh, my husband... Uh, to save my life, put the trill inside of me and, you know, and he's dead and now I have all of his memories and it's like he's here with me all the time. And I'm seeing arguments from the other viewpoint, which that's what the part I really wanted to play with where it's sort of, you know, you start to get, you you know how much that person loves you, but you also know how much like they might irritate you or how irritating you might be to them from their viewpoint because you have all those mm. memories. I just think that would be very, you know, it, it's it basically caused a lot of it's just kind of uncertainty in the character for the way I played it. Yeah. So it was interesting. And so I'm, I'm really curious to see how it plays out with uh, Adira and um, a gray. So, yes, that is going and to be interesting. It's, it's also this very new thing that uh, it's like, it's not like a memory. It's like gray is there with her. It's like six from, or uh, seven, no, it's six from, it was from, six. Uh, Battle from Battlestar Galactica. Galactica. Yeah. Like, no, yeah. seven of nine. No, that's not right. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. definitely six. <laughs> yeah. So it's that sort of, or um, uh, let's see, I'm thinking Quantum Leap. Um, uh, uh, ah. Yeah. What is wrong uh, with me? Dean Stockwell's character. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, whew, why can't I think of his name either? Ow. Somebody in the chat, help, help, Ow. help. Al. Thank you. Oh. Oh my goodness! I'm ashamed of myself for not remembering that. So, I have to turn anyway, in my so, yeah, cred was, now. <laughs> <laughs> no, I did the same thing though. So like, uh, it's weird how you will use something, the name, like all the time, and then when you go to access it, that's when you can't remember it. Mm -hmm. Exactly. I, I would be curious to see what that scientific reasoning is. There must be some sort of neurochemical reason for why that happens because it's not just you and me it happens to everybody it does i've just uh, determined that my brain is like a hard drive and it is full and sometimes files get uh, get corrupted and so i get this 404 file not found when i try to access something that i know is in there but i can't find it and then i have yeah. to open the file directory and go through it line by line and, no i'm just kidding <laughs> <laughs> if only I could. That would save me. I know. Like, that'd be fantastic. It's like be able to like, yeah, it's fix like, the code. Oh, 16 stanzas of the rhyme of the ancient mirror. Don't need that anymore. 
Homeless McCoy in the uh, in chat room says, "Fragmented. You need to defragment." Yes. If I, if I could defrag, I would. Oh, I, would. I use. I feel like a fragmented hard drive more times than I can count. Yeah, that is mm -hmm. that's a really apt description. Absolutely. Yeah. I think social media and just the way everything is, there's no time to process anything anymore. I think that sort of just yeah. adds to all that. Like even with with these episodes and our shows, it's just like, oh my god, it's Friday! I got to get everything together, and it's Saturday. Now we're doing the show. It's just like I would love to absorb some of this a little bit more sometimes. Mm -hmm. I am not trashing the Ancient Mariner guys. <laughs> I just don't need to remember those sixteen stanzas that I memorized at the age of thirteen for my AP English class. I don't need <laughs> that anymore. I could be using that space for something else. Well, if you could offload it and just save it, and then you could bring, you know, just yeah. swap out. Like, if there were USB drives that I could just plug in <laughs> and just offload. <laughs> it could be like yeah. um, the doctor, too, where he can uninstall and uninstall uh, subroutines or whatever. If he can, like, oh, I'm mm -hmm. just sending you off, and we have to compress your data stream, so you can't sing. Oh, speaking of compressed data streams, it would not be an episode of Infinite Trek without Brandy freezing. <laughs> She's She actually looks slightly terrified. <laughs> oh, no. Um, all right. Well, I will continue on a little bit without Brandy, and we'll, hopefully she will be back. Uh, so, yeah. So this... Oh, there she is. Ta-da! <laughs> Wouldn't be a show if I didn't freeze at least once. I know. That's what I said. <laughs> Can you hear when that happens most of the time, or is it? No. Well, I have like a few seconds, and then it's just nothing. Got it. Yeah. Well, maybe one day they will come out and fix that wire. Is it? It's like on the street side, right? Yeah, it has to be because there's nothing that has changed internally. There's <laughs> only one place where the router can possibly be, and that's here in the bedroom, like four <laughs> feet from me. Yeah. 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 So it's not a matter of distance from that. Okay. I've already checked that part of it. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. We uh, switched this morning. I was actually happy that I was live. We, uh, we got a new, <laughs> we got, a, I got an email. It's like, you're getting a new cable modem. I'm like, all right. Um, and then on every web page we pulled up, Spectrum had a, like a notice somehow, which I didn't even know they could do that. Um, it was just like, you're going to get a new cable modem and you need to install it or you won't have internet. I'm like, all right. And then I got three phone calls. I'm like, okay, get it. Like finally, and then arrived yesterday. So we went to go set it up this morning and uh, I logged in like nine times using the thing that I'm supposed to log in with and didn't work. So we had to call and get a live person to to authorize it because you apparently have to with the modem it can't just use any modem they have to like allow it on the network but it does seem like things are much faster now though so wonderful cool. yeah wonderful i'm happy for you and i'm even using a new camera today because uh, i have a a new imac um and <laughs> which i'm very happy because i've not had a new computer in like five years which sounds like not a lot of time but in computer it's a lot time, of time in computer years yeah. Yeah, um, but uh, the the image is really clear and really nice. Um, yeah. I just noticed that uh, it's like it just looks slightly different, so it's interesting. Um, and I'm growing my beard out, so I'm also like scruffy. That's okay. I like scruffy. Ask my <laughs> husband; he'll tell you. <laughs> do, you do you need a room? <laughs> a chat room? <laughs> uh, later. I don't have okay. time right now. I'm doing this. <laughs> <laughs> uh so should we dive into uh kind of the meat of what we were talking about with the you know explain a little bit about what was happening on the show and that fantastic dinner scene <laughs> wow we have had dinners yeah. like that at my house oh yeah um, yeah so with with discovery we are now everybody's we, we opened up with dr culber basically giving a voiceover which is nice to kind of get his yeah to get the viewpoint mm. and we're setting the scene that things are kind of moving into a stasis, but people are not all right. Things are, are still not great. Um, and, and the little bit that we joked about at the beginning, uh, Saru knows this and asked the computer for, you know, Hey, I need to help heal my crew. I need some suggestions because they don't have a ship's counselor. That's, that's, that's you know, 120 years in their future or whatever. Um, 110. 
90 ish ish yeah. yeah let's just That's say true. i'm sure ish. it wasn't i can't i can't believe that tng was the first counselor on the ship they would have made more of a big deal about that yeah. um but you know if and that, this is where also we get an interesting plot point um the computer halfway through you know as he's like i don't need an endless list of activities the voice changes and we start to get Zora, which is the computer that we had in the short treks uh, Calypso when the the Enterprise, when Discovery is just sitting parked in a uh, what an interstellar cloud or I can't remember where it was. Like, yeah, pretty much. Um, yeah, empty. Uh, so it was that AI. And we learn, uh, or at least that's uh, Saru's assumption, is that this is from the cloud, uh, from the uh, sphere data. That it's mm -hmm. sort of they protected it. It's protecting them by basically becoming, you know, this sort of artificial intelligence. And the, the and Zora suggests that they watch Buster Keaton movies, which I thought was an interesting. Like, I don't. Okay, to me, there's. I think that it's humor, and that is really subjective. So, yeah, but apparently, it was like everybody loves this thing. <laughs> I think it's more like they're so we have to look at it like this. I mean, I know we, this is a show made in our time, but we have to right. kind of put ourselves in the viewpoints of people who are in the future and yeah. don't really have the experience with these things that we currently do. Yeah. So I True. feel like that's a way that's something that they've never experienced before. Right. So yeah, I think that, that was sense. what Zor was trying to do is shake him up a little. There um, was a web series called The Red Shirt Diaries, which was this really funny thing with uh, Ashley Victoria Robinson. She was a an ensign, and she she went through every episode of TOS with them, but it was from her viewpoint. So the episode where they went back in time to the 1960s, uh, it was just her watching television. <laughs> so it was like all these TV shows. It was so good. You know, there's just like they had. <laughs> it was. Um, yeah uh i love lucy it's just like it's like this is so weird and then lucy would say something it's like oh my gosh that's really funny and so like <laughs> the entire crew is just inside her cabin watching um the uh watching bonanza and it's like hey guys uh we're about to to slingshot around the sun i think we're all gonna die <laughs> it's like <laughs> it's like shh like i want to watch little joe <laughs> mm-hmm and then the very like the end scene was um, her and Rand watching uh, "I Dream of Jeannie. Oh no, so that was in the. So she looked like she doesn't have a belly button. I wonder if she's some part of some omnipotent race. Uh, and the, yeah, and then the very end, they watched Doctor Who, uh, his first transformation. It's like so, his face is different, but he's the same person. Like, <laughs> so I love that they did that viewpoint of it. So. In that way, you know, they're, those are people who had never seen these shows. They don't know what this is about. So it's weird and funny to them, too. They had, you know, Mr. Yeah. Ed, like, there's a talking horse. Like, that's the best actor I've ever seen. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was very, very, very well written, too. It's really comedic. But I can see, yeah, something that has, there's no, you can watch these movies with no language. Because mm -hmm. there's no, there's no, uh, it's all body humor. And yeah. also weird because the street that is you see in there is uh, I think Highland. It's like it's a street not far from where we are. So it's it's weird to see like nineteen teens, I guess twenties, uh, turn Los of the Angeles. century sort of stuff. Of yeah, yeah. So, but so he he does that, and uh, also the ship <laughs> the ship recommends going on autopilot, which is funny. Um, like okay zora take over uh mm -hmm. and giving the crew the night off basically and saru seemed shocked by that which i thought was interesting because don't they ever do that i not the whole ship at one no, time not the whole ship, but it seems like i don't know if if that had happened to me i wouldn't be like okay let's go find starfleet and immediately get a mission it would just be like uh can we just, you know, we've, we've gone uh, 900 and something years into the future. Let's take a weekend, you know? Mm. <laughs> I think yeah. that he is a little bit tone deaf in some sense to that too. Yeah. He's, he's been there... through a kind of trauma that nobody else can understand. 
True. And so I think he has a better and grip on himself. Yeah. I think Oh, you mean his back in his his own Yeah. Yeah. In his own past and True. with Vaharai and, and finding out. Yeah. They they have singular experiences that no one else can truly understand, except uh, in the case of Culber, I think that uh, Adira is going to have some deep understanding of that. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. But uh, yeah. I just, uh, I feel like he's, it's not so much that he's tone deaf. It's just, he's putting he's putting pressure on himself to be the best captain possible. And I think his reaction was more taken aback of, Oh, I should have thought of that. Mm. I should have thought of that. I shouldn't have had to have a computer tell me. Yeah. And so he's, he's learning just like everybody else. He's learning how to be in the future, not knowing exactly where the Federation or Starfleet are not knowing what to expect, not even knowing how much of the Federation still exists. I mean, there are all yeah. these unknowns, so many unknowns. Yeah. And he's always focusing on that next thing. And so it took the computer to go, hey, dummy, <laughs> why don't you give some people the night off? Like everybody the night off. How about that? I also <laughs> wonder how much in his past, you know, up until he he changed, he was terrified of everything because that was mm-hmm. uh, that's how they uh, – some of that has to have sunk into your not just your chemistry, your biochemistry, and your body. Like even if that's changed, you still have those memories. You, there, what's what's the difference between what's learned and what's biological? And there's probably right. some learned behavior in there. So I mean, yeah. Given all and that, he's actually kind of bounced back incredibly well. I think so too. And you know, this thought occurred to me the other day, and I don't know why. It shouldn't have occurred to me sooner. But having Saru as a captain is monumental because we have mm-hmm. never had a non-human captain yep. in a series that is a main We've only character seen them on in the, the like, series. Screen somewhere. Yeah. 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 There's never been few of those. the captain of the ship in the series. Yeah. Uh, first, and, and, first non-human. Uh, in the chat room, like, you know, Saru is a new type of captain. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I love that. I, I I wonder why it took this long, but I love when, it. Like five years ago, I think it was like five years ago, we made a fake uh, like MCU, an ex- extended Star Trek universe. And we had one show that was set after the Romulan sun had exploded. And it was exploring the beta quadrant because now all of this was mm. open when there's no, you know, neutral zone or whatever. And it was it was reported to have because we rewrote it as if it was like an entertainment company, do you know, like E to E entertainment or something like this is what we guess is going to be happening. Um, that it's rumored to have the first uh, alien captain. So, you know, that uh, and that was actually. I think that was this year or the year before it was like it was around mm. this time. So a lot of the points were were things that we hit, which is kind of fun. Uh, we had a whole series that was the mirror universe, which we kind of got in, in the, the, the first season of discovery. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um, it, I'm just, we missed I just, the PNG reboot though. That did not happen. I yeah. Picard, kind of, but it's not, this was the idea was like, if you have the Kelvin universe reboot, then they also re like, what would the next generation be in that universe? So I don't need to know that. No, no, I, I just made it up because that's like, <laughs> no, I know, you know I know that. It's, yeah, yeah, that's the thing. I just that's not something yeah. I need to know. So. No, no, but yeah, I, um, I just yeah, love so, that like, Saru is the captain. Yeah, love it, love it. <laughs> and I love that it, uh the growth that Michael has had over the last year is like, yeah, no, you be the captain because I could have mm-hmm. seen, you know, they were, they were fighting for that position, the first officer even, and just. You know, on on the Shinzo, yes, they were, but yeah. I don't think that that was the relationship they had after Burnham had been sent to prison and then brought on to Discovery. No. I I don't think there was that competition anymore. True. Yeah. So, but I it's think, nice to see that there wasn't. I guess, yeah, and that she was really supportive of him, which is kind of cool. That you, exactly. you see how much their relationship has changed. Yes, they're 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 family. Everyone's yeah. family now, and that's what's yeah. great about this because it feel it's there's some parallels to Voyager because mm, they're both yes. stuck in the middle of nowhere, um, or you know, time or space, and they only have themselves to rely on. And so, mm-hmm. 
And I know that people are like, wow, this is what Voyager could have been. But for the time and what it was, I still, I don't know, Voyager to me is a fan. They felt like a family. These people felt they like, did. that. you know, yeah. and no, it's not the same level of exploration of PTSD and, um, you know, loss and all that. But we got bits and pieces of that in Voyager for the time period that it came out. It was pretty good. You know, Janeway yeah. locked herself in her, in her quarters for like months at a time. Like it, it was an episode that stretched out or not months, maybe. Yeah. At least a month or two, uh, just going through major depression. So yes, in today's show or today's world, that probably would have been, yeah, the void, um, that probably would have been explored a little bit more realistically, but mm-hmm. you know, I, I give them credit for what they did when they did it. I agree. And I think that honestly, had the showrunners had full control, yeah, we would have seen that. Yeah. But they didn't have the full control. No. The network, the network wanted PNG part two. <laughs> yes, they did. That's that's what yeah. they wanted. And I really just feel that in the in night was the episode. Oh yes. Yeah. It's uh I just really feel like that was a disservice done to that show. And don't get me wrong, I love Voyager. I'm loving rewatching it and with the Delta Flyers. And in fact, I'm so many episodes ahead because I just kept <laughs> I would just like, oh, it's mm-hmm. I I finished that episode, I'll just watch this next one. Wow. And all of a sudden I'd watch ten episodes over the weekend <laughs> while doing things. Well, that's what happened when I reviewed Revulsion for ha- Halloween episode. It was just like, Oh, I'm just gonna keep watching this. Like, oh wait, I've yep. watched five episodes now. I should probably go do something else. <laughs> Yeah, it's you know, don't don't crap on Voyager peeps because yeah. it is a solid show and yeah. it has a very deep place in my heart, just like all Trek that, shows do. That that gives people who don't might not necessarily have an intro into Discovery kind of a bit of a a like, oh, I like Voyager, maybe I'll I'll like this or try it out. So yeah. So, but and then the computer basically also suggests that they have like a family gathering, a dinner, and not a family, but you know. It, all the people that you hold dear bridge crew. um bridge crew yeah <laughs> basically like the main ca- just assemble the main cast <laughs> and, and the people that you know are in the credits after too yeah. i mean just yeah. because they're not in the main cast doesn't mean right. they're not part of the crews. don't don't have anybody who's just a hallway person we, we always go to the united <laughs> federation of hall walkers the ufh <laughs> They like had a union and everything. They're just oh. walk around in the background. Um, yeah. Usually when I see someone like that, I'm like friend of the producer. Yeah. Friend of the producer. Oh, friend of the producer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just, I'm sure that that's not really the case. But Probably maybe. not. No, I don't think so. Yeah. They are but, really, they yeah. have a consistent background set of people. Yes. Like it's kind of nice. And did you notice that they, much like lower decks, they have a couple older people. Mm-hmm. So that was really refreshing because I don't know if we even saw that before so much, but I'm like, there's hey, hope for me look, yet. There's, there's hope for me yeah, yet. Me too. Yeah. <laughs> I think they were both older than we were. So there we go. Then we, we're in. We're or in. We it. just look really good for our age, which might be also, the, the, you know. I think I look fabulous for my age. Yes. I've, I I did have somebody say, like, you're not 50. I'm like, I am. I am 50. Yes. And, like, and okay. I'm 47. Like, so. like, why would I lie about that? Why would I want to make yeah. myself older? <laughs> Actually, funny story. Catherine Tate would always tell people that she was older than she was so that people would say, oh, wow, you look amazing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. <laughs> yep. I, that's yep. a good idea. I never thought about that. <laughs> so I'm I just going to start telling younger. people I'm 60. <laughs> yeah, oh, great. I'm <laughs> Like... Wow, you look yeah, no. fantastic. I, I look fantastic for 47, let's be honest. No, you do. Yes. You can't, you on the people, you on the people, you people on the audio podcast who cannot see Brandy are missing out. Yes, well, the vampires have it right. Stay out of the sun, look young forever. Yes, that's true. I don't, I, I can't actually go out in the sun much because of the, the transplant medications I have make it really easy to, to have skin issues. Like, uh, and there's a specific medication I take that if I'm in direct sunlight for too long, I must be what like a vampire feels like. It just starts getting like really prickly and it like, like hurts. I'm just like, Oh good. I'm going to burst into flames or something. Maybe I'm a vampire. <laughs> yeah. That's what would happen to me if I went out without sunblock or yeah. completely covered up, I would burst yeah. into flames. Okay. I'm not I'm not a vampire. I'm just really, really fair skinned. 
Yeah, was, I, I'm glad older people are included. Seniors are useful as crew members. Uh, oh, crew. Oh, yeah. Seniors as useful crew members are the last frontier. Yes. Oh, and you got uh, Brandy. Oh. You are luminous. Thank you. <laughs> I try so hard. I, I don't really try that hard. I just stay <laughs> out of the sun, guys. And moisturize. That's, that's what yes. I do. Uh, do we want to talk about the dinner? Do you want to kind of go over how that, that went? Because I think that's a really good yeah. starting off point for how they finally broke the ice of everything kind of yes. happening. Yes. Um, I kind of felt like this was going to be a bomb that was about to go off, and I was not disappointed. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I And I thought that it was necessary. It's necessary to get these things out in the open. And if people aren't going to just yeah. come out and say it, then they need that little prod. And that's what this dinner became. And I, I know that Saru didn't intend it that way, nor did Culber, you know, because he said that he, he already advised Saru that everybody's fine physically, but they're not healthy. They're not, right. you know, how could anyone be okay after what they'd gone through? Yeah. So, yeah, I, uh, I think it was... Only badly necessary. written characters would be fine. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that would be hilarious. Uh, no, yeah. No, it was, it's just, it, it was a powder keg that needed to yeah. be set off so that you could clean up. So, it, catharsis. As Patrick said, like, it was a needed catharsis for them all. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Catharsis is the absolute correct word. They yeah. needed to get things out in the open and they needed to understand things about themselves. And I personally know exactly what that feels like to be that powder keg and then have it suddenly explode. So th this was necessary and I appreciated that they went there. Yeah. Yeah. They, it was super uncomfortable and watching it also, if you've ever been through anything like that was just a little bit, a little bit traumatic itself. Cause it's just, yeah. it, you know, as, as Tilly later says, like, this is every Tuesday at my house. Mm -hmm. um, that is how our family dinners and, and Thanksgivings and Christmases and, and anything else that where people got together was basically like that. So mm -hmm. there was a little bit of like, uh, you know, I, I definitely empathize with them. Unfortunately, I don't think our family ever got to the point where they, they got the catharsis and then passed it. So I think that would just still happen if everybody got together still. Um, so it is nice to see people reaching for something and, and actually succeeding in, in helping, you know, and like they, they said at the end of the episode, they're not all fine. Now they're still like, this was just the beginning, but at least mm -hmm. that, that dam has been broken and it's, you know, moving forward to mix yes. my metaphors. And that is all because of one Dr. Hugh Culber. Mm -hmm. because he recognized this i love him so much i love him in this episode just so wise and caring and funny at the same time yes and just just the ultimate it's like he's the best he's ever been and i'm loving it well i'm happy that we it, we got something from his viewpoint and this was this is something that i had as a a bone of contention early in discovery is that mm -hmm. Everything that we knew about Hugh Culber was from Stamets's viewpoint. He would, they would be talking together, and Hugh and Stamets would explain how Hugh felt. And I'm just like, if I, if I in real life, I'd be like, let your husband talk. You know, mm -hmm. it's like he he does have a voice. He's able to you know, express himself. Um, you know, because at one point, like we knew that he didn't like opera. He brushed his teeth, and he was a doctor. I'm like, um. Those are the no, three no. things I know about Hugh. Culber loves opera. It's Stamets that doesn't love opera. Oh, sorry. Yes, you're right. Yeah. But reverse. Yeah. Uh, except but except yeah. now Stamets loves Cassilian opera. Yes. So it's nice to see him expressing a viewpoint and, and seeing some of that. Like he's past some of the trauma of <laughs> being dead and brought back to life. Mm -hmm. um, and he's actually expressing some joy and and you just mm. see like oh this is what he feels what it seems like when he can be himself and there's not all these other things layered on top of it, which is interesting because he's going through the same thing everybody else is but i think because mm -hmm. he's literally been dead there's not much you can do to top that so yeah he's developed some co coping mechanisms 
absolutely. He has figured it out. He's, he's figured himself out. Yeah. And so he knows what he has to do to cope. And you can, I think that that is what makes him so vital to this crew mm-hmm. right now is that he's been through what he's been through and he's dealt with it and yeah. he's made a choice. And now he can be even more empathetic to everyone around him and what they're going through and help them through that and help them find that way. Cause the way through it is never going to be the same for every person. So yeah. Uh, Mag yeah. in the chat room is like, I wonder if us viewers need that catharsis as well. That is why this episode is so well timed. It's it's just insanely. It's uncanny. How, yeah, it's just it's, like really it's so crazy. Because everything's lining up. It wasn't supposed to be on at this time of year. No, that's the craziest part. Yeah. Is that it next wasn't week supposed actually to be fits really well as well. Mm-hmm. There, there's just there's so many things that are just lining up like crazy. Oh, yeah. you guys, you guys, yeah. the things we can't talk about. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. There, there are, there are things. <laughs> there are, there are things and, so and things. stuff and, and stuff. stuff and things. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I yeah. have a pin that says I do my best work under NDA. <laughs> Just mm. wear that. Uh, but uh, yeah, so it's, it's really great to see that. And where did my brain go? Oh, no. <laughs> like I had a thread um, Culber. Oh, the fact that no, the fact that he everybody was talking about Detmer. Oh, no, she's under control. I'm like, she's not under control. She has PTSD. No one's noticing it. I'm like people are noticing it, but there are so many other things happening. They have to get to a point where they can stop and deal with it. And that mm-hmm. is this episode. I just wish people sometimes would. I mean, you even say that to me, though, that, you know, like just, hey, wait, it's a story. Let's see what happens. Um mm-hmm. But yeah, sometimes it's watching Star Trek in this mode, especially after watching Lower Decks, where it was more like TNG. It's hard to sometimes shift gears into it's not episodic. Not everything is wrapped up in the same episode. So but there's also a real opportunity there to do what they're doing now, which is just lay out those things. And yeah, Uh, but I just love when he talks with her and it's like, you know, it's like, are you okay? And she's just like, no, you know, I'm not. And it just took a lot for her to say that. And like, she's this macho pilot, which I thought was great where they bring that up. You know, we're we're not used to to being vulnerable. Uh, But just the fact that he was able to bring that out with her, which is great because she wasn't going to do that. And like, even with the Woshikun, she was, Mm -hmm. no, no, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. You know. So, yeah, and I love, love when the computer's like, "Please come to the uh, the shuttle bay for a surprise." Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> just a look on their faces, like, "What?" <laughs> yeah. <sighs> so, uh, but yeah, so that was I. I love that, but you know, it all came to a head at that that dinner where they're there, and this is kind of what I was talking about earlier. Everybody's kind of having a little bit of fun. They're they're doing these mm-hmm. uh, limericks, not limericks. Um, uh, haikus, haikus, yeah, which started yeah. but was Georgiou, or Phil, Phil, I cannot say her last name for some reason today. It's okay, Georgiou, so, so, yeah, uh, Philippa. How about that? Um, yeah, I'm just gonna call her by her first name, and I'm sure she wouldn't kill me if I was in her in, in her presence. So, sure, she wouldn't, uh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, well, she's there with Linus too. This is part of our, our question of like, you know, do you ship them? <laughs> they seems like there's something going on. And did you catch the look when he went to eat whatever that like shell creature was? Mm-hmm. And her eyes just got really big and just sort of like, I don't know what that was. That was like admiration or like it wasn't like disgust. It was just like a hmm. shock. I don't know what what that was about. It was an interesting look. That's why that that relationship, whatever it is, is so interesting. Um, maybe she'd just never seen him eat before. Maybe. <laughs> maybe she's maybe she, only seen. Maybe she's only eaten people again instead of. It, maybe she wanted. She was shocked at how long his tongue was. I don't know. <laughs> uh, okay, moving on. <laughs> No, we Sorry. didn't have that conversation. No, it's like, is is this a you know sexual play thing kind of uh, relationship? And 
we don't know. And there's just, you know, and, and you had the question of like, is that even possible? But I'm not, I, I think that it's Star Trek. That's I'm not going to going to say it's not possible. So. Yeah, I'm I'm just saying it's not going to be in the traditional way. <laughs> right. Sure. Because Linus was hatched, so don't True. know how all of that stuff <laughs> how the hardware works. Works. How and where it is. Yeah. yeah. Don't know. I'm sure there's a these technical are, manual these, somewhere we can get. <laughs> yeah, these are the things I wonder. I, well, until recently, they were background people in the motion picture and like occasionally <laughs> yeah. like it's like so the best picture we had was like the costume fitting and mm -hmm. they looked a little different you know just the skin yeah. was but yeah and then we had we saw one saurian in lower decks which was the first officer on the titan but just not saying anything just there um so that's been their their role so far has just been to be in the background and so this is the first time we've had any kind of uh, contact with a speaking Saurian. Um, Justice for Saurians. Yay! So they're doing the, these haikus, and you know they like, hey Detmer, you do one. And she's like, no, no. And the, like they push her to do it, which is like, that's where they were like, you're not seeing the things mm -hmm. that that you should be because it's like you should realize that she's just not in a good place, and she goes into this really dark place of Stamets's blood. Being mm -hmm. all over the 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 was the shuttle bay. What was it? Or was it? I don't know. Whatever whatever corridor yeah. in which you've not gotten being able to that yeah yeah not being able to get the blood out. And she's like, no 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 no, let me get it. And she would go back and she could try to get the haiku right, but like tweaking it every time, and it just got more and more just distressful. And then she just basically then they yell at each other about who's more important mm. which was that was a weird ending to that to me but um no i get that because they both the the thing is is that they're both important and they both have the knowledge of what it feels like to have the entire complement of the crew in their yeah. hands yeah. so they were instead of commiserating they were you know, doing a, well, I, I hurt more. Yes. And I was gonna say, I've had I have friends like that where it's just like, you know, they ask you how you're doing. It's like, oh, I'm doing pretty good. I had a little bit of a, you know, or whatever, you know, and then they will up it like, oh, well I had blah, blah, blah. It's like, I'm not trying to outdo mm -hmm. whose pain is worse. We're just sharing, you know? Yeah. Pain is pain. That's all there is to it. Five seven five. That's the haiku. Yeah. Well, you know, I learned about haikus when I was in creative writing in my sophomore year of high school, and the original traditional uh, haiku is not just five seven five. It is those amount of syllables, but it was always about nature. It was always from the mm -hmm. third person. It was always yep. observational. Sonryus, on the other hand, still have the five seven five composition but they can be about anything most often about people so people just think oh it's a haiku it's just five syllables seven syllables five syllables no there's more right. to it than that but nobody ever shows that anymore haiku corner brought to you by brandy <laughs> you're welcome oh and we also have our our headcanon quarter or uh, corner that we want to talk about too at the end um yes so but uh I, it's just the whole the catharsis then you know that happens and everybody realizes everyone's hurting. Mm -hmm. And then when they gather everybody in the main shuttle bay, they're watching Buster Keaton. Everybody's like, you know, I just love you. You see Kayla come up to, um, to Stamets. And there's just this staring for half a second. You don't know what's going to happen. And then Stamets just comes over and just embraces her and, and hugs her. And, it was just, uh, you know, a, a really pretty moment. Yeah, I'm Even sure that what you said, yeah, yeah, I'm sure that what you said was absolutely correct. Just that uh, the the wonderful moment between Stamets and uh, Kayla when yes. he walked into the shuttle bay. And it looks mm -hmm. like you don't know what's going to happen. And then they just, you know, and it's you can just see her lighten, which I mm -hmm. think was fantastic, which is just it was just really beautiful. And then uh, Culber yes. and Saru watching over everybody. And it's like, you know, how joy is filling the room. And, the, you know, we're not we're not there yet, but we're at least on our way to getting better. 
Mm-hmm. Oh, and we also and, did have the moment with Linus and and Philippa at that point too, where he, he walks over with the the popcorn that's uh, the like branded, from the Delta branded, branded popcorn. popcorn. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, that we saw in Calypso, and hands it, and she's just like, okay, or just like all right, or something. She's just like, fine. She yeah. takes it. <laughs> So. Yeah, she's she's the T'Pol in that scene because this is oh, yeah. Enterprise. Mm-hmm. This is Enterprise no, movie night totally. right here. Yep. Yep. Yeah. And uh she's the person like T'Pol who is pretending that she isn't enjoying herself when she secretly is. Oh, and uh I had this question too, actually. Uh Mag Ten Mag, uh, I wonder why Buster Keaton and not Charlie Chaplin. And I kind of agree because Charlie Chaplin is like for me is like a bigger range of emotion. It feels like he's, you can empathize with that person more than Buster Keaton seems much more like slapstick. I think that's what was needed though, was slapstick. Something you didn't have to think about something. Uh, You didn't have to have feelings about. It was just meant to be funny and that's it. it. Okay. So, I mean, if you, if you want to do Charlie Chaplin later on, I'm sure that they'll be down for that, but they needed something that was completely, what's the word I'm looking for here? Superficial, yeah. a lot more superficial to yeah. just distract them and to make them laugh. Eye candy, not eye candy, yeah. but like, you know. Like, <laughs> yeah, no, that's what, that's, that's pretty <laughs> yeah. much it. Just to. Like summer blah. movies are like, you know, just like, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a big science fiction uh, special effects spectacular that has no plot or whatever, but you enjoy it, you know, kind of a thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Um. So, yeah. So I, I and it, just the fact that this came at this moment was really interesting because we I think we are all in some ways that crew mm-hmm. going through a whole lot. And, you know, the, between the pandemic and just the the divide in our country and everything we're all going to take some time to get better and hopefully we're on our way so we are i'm sorry i just when whenever it's this is a total non sequitur but every time when anyone says we're on our way or i'm on my way i start laughing because okay there's a cartoon series called the amazing world of gumball some of you may know it, some of you may not. It's an amazing show. Yes, it's for kids, but there is okay. a lot for adults in there. So, but there's this episode. Yeah, uh, it's it's all it's all like animals and weird constructs of things. So, um Gumball is a blue rabbit and his best friend is a a, a goldfish who evolved <laughs> to have legs and to be oh. able to speak. And uh, and his name is Darwin because of but uh, they they did an episode yeah basically no um it's much legs legs yes and uh, can survive out of water now but uh, there's an episode where they show how Gumball and Darwin first met when Gumball was a young toddler and that uh, Darwin actually gets flushed down the toilet and he has to find his way back to uh to gumball and that's when he evolves to have legs but he sings the song where he's like i'm on my way i'm on my way and so anytime anyone says anything remotely like that that's going oh, in my brain yeah. funny. i have this is not like quite that that detail but there's um a web series that i watched it's like, called abandoned which is just about uh abandoned buildings abandoned shows at this point you know they've, they've kind of expanded it it's interesting mm. he goes he goes abandoned that's how he says it so i was having a conversation with somebody and they were just like they felt really bad they they felt abandoned and in my head i hear abandoned and i just start chuckling and i'm like no 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 i'm not laughing at you i really am not my brain cannot disconnect that weird way of saying that and like the ex- explanation was just like okay whatever i'll go talk to somebody else i'm like no 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 i didn't mean to do that Sometimes yeah, you just I, can't I turn you. things off in your head. It's just like, the yeah, it's like just me just now. Can't turn that off ever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ever, ever, ever. It's here to uh, say. Um, should we talk about our head cannon? The real quick that we had the idea of. Yes. Of, let's do that. Okay, so the the sphere data is basically what we believe is creating this intelligence, or what Saru believes, and it probably is, um, that's protecting the crew, and it's it's a it's a artificial intelligence. And at some point discovery had to have connected to Starfleet data somehow. So 
would it be interesting if whatever that little fragment that created the the AI in Discovery or our fragment of that somehow got into Starfleet computers, which would explain why we get the uh, computer in the original or the uh, animated series that comes to life, the original series where the the computer basically starts coming on to Kirk and has that female voice that sort of change in like okay um moriarty uh, there's just like a whole you know uh, vic fontaine there's just a handful or not a handful there's just a, a a bunch in every series of these how is this computer that sentient and why or how is it sentient or why is it that intelligent and wouldn't it be interesting if it was just somehow a fragment of that surviving code living in the starfleet network basically Yep, that's basically what I've had canoned now, and that is in my brain. And it, it colors it, my perception of all of things now. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if it has anything to do with data, but it it definitely. I know that's the. I'm just like, hmm. but it it helps me rationalize some of the like really, you know, <laughs> like why, mm -hmm. why would, I mean, yes, I have to believe also go back and then think that the sphere data is real um, as an entity, but that's more believable of you know thousands of years of of history of something building up to that, that an evolution of intelligence rather than Agreed. you just installed a holodeck and suddenly this guy walked off of it you know like what you can't just ask the computer to make make something that's alive okay you know like, that's not now but create a character create a character that's smarter than data that was his yeah. mistake smarter could, than data yeah, not smarter yeah. than holmes right and therein yeah the debacle began yeah the computer is that smart and stupid at the same time <laughs> basically uh, and then yeah. the, our question of the week let's bring that up because that was that was kind of fun this is what we've been talking about a little bit off and on too is somewhere on here i love this interface uh there we go uh it, do you ship Giorgio and Linus? And do you think that uh, Philippa is up to something? Bonus points for couple names. So did you want to do the couple name first? You said that you had the one that you were particularly happy with. Yeah, the one that I like best is Philinus. Oh, that was mine. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> the best oh, one. Funny. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, I was like, I, nobody took the first name. So I'm like, it's Linus is assuming, I guess that's his first name. So yeah. I I love Philinus. That's my choice. Nice. Not not. I didn't come up with that. I mean, I'm saying that is no, no. my choice for favorite. Yes. Because I couldn't no, come I, up with I came anything. Up with it, as far as yeah. I mean, I, maybe other people have, but that's that's what I posted. Um, we have Lorju, <laughs> L O R G I O U, the Philinus, <laughs> uh, and then a lot of Georges. So it's like Georges. Georges. Yes. <laughs> G-E-O-R-G-I-O-U-S. <laughs> so, yeah, that, their couple name. I think that's great. Uh, so we asked, that was the question that we asked in Camp Kittimer, which is the Trek Geeks uh, Facebook page. Uh, I did not quite get it into our uh, Discord, but there's an Outpost 13 Discord that if you want to have all sorts of fun conversations during the week and share memes and animated gifs uh you can can join that uh but anyway so we put that in there and some of the answers we got we got one person who was upset that we even asked a, a shipping question and i was just like really uh... you know, it's yes okay it is a little on the the cheesy side i suppose i don't know if it's there's anything fun. offensive about it yeah but it was fun it was a week that we needed yeah. something fun yeah so. so just just chill out and have some fun with the rest of us. Come play with us. Yes. Uh, David Major said, Linus is a dead Saurian walking. <laughs> There's a lot of uh, run Linus kind of. Uh, yeah, Jim Stoffel. Linus, run away. <laughs> so people are very concerned for him. Uh, and Ricky Clark says, she's always up to something. We just don't know what, which mm -hmm. is very true. Um uh, Kim Moore says, I think she used him to spy on the saloon in order to assess the situation. I don't Agreed. believe that there's anything more than that. Like, I don't agree with that part. <laughs> it's like, there's something. There, there's something. There, just a relationship. It, there's something more than that. There, there's, there's at least camaraderie going on there. Because why else would he come and offer her popcorn? I mean, there's right. a connection there that went beyond mm -hmm. using him to scope out the terrain on yeah. that unnamed planet. 
that they crashed on. Near universe, sorry, and oh no. That would be really dumb. I don't I think that's yeah. what it's gonna be. No, no, no. <laughs> um let me see, have, uh Linus is trying, Giorgio is scheming, but I don't think she's disinterested. And so and of course I ship it. That's Annika Dane. Um, agree. Yeah. And I think one of my favorite though has to be it's like you remember the old cart. This is uh Ricky uh Ricky Teralt. Tetralt. T-E-T-R-A-U-L-T. I'm not great with last names, apparently. Catch um, Yeah. You remember the old cartoons where someone was starving and anyone they looked at became a steak? Giorgio is calculating how many meals she can get out of Linus. <laughs> Disagree. Uh, I do too, but it's funny. <laughs> it is funny. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I can totally see that. Uh, so... I feel like there's something else we were going to mention. I don't remember what it is. Oh, I don't. I don't know. We didn't talk much about Adira. <laughs> oh, that's true. Well, we're next week. This is uh, assuming it all comes through. Uh, we're going to have Jesse Gender on, and I think that might actually be a a good time to talk about Adira. Yes, and and all the things that come with that, and the fact that we also have a trans and non trans binary great trans <laughs> binary actors. We don't have hosts that can actually speak, but we have actors that are, yeah. Um, mm -hmm. So she's going to come on, and I think it'll be great because we can get her viewpoint as a transgender person herself. Um, yes. Yeah, and then I think at that point we can also t dive into some of the more of the background story and. Uh, I, I know that I have personal challenges with one of the actors' acting abilities, or or the way they're they're portraying themselves at the moment. Um, mm -hmm. And so, you and I disagree on that front, yes, but that's okay. No. no, do you want me to tell it what it is real quick? Or no, no, no. Let, let's no. make them want to come back for next yeah. time. Let's call it teaser. Uh, Juicy yeah. Danglers. Juicy Danglers. <laughs> it's a very uh, British saying. Yes, it sounds like something you hear in the British Bake Off. <laughs> <laughs> wouldn't be surprised yeah uh well and coming up at two o'clock uh pacific on this network which is in an hour uh there's the improvised generation on screen and i believe they're going to be doing things where they pair off into groups of two people so it'll be interesting to see how you know we've got i think dr culber dr culber <laughs> great now I'm, gonna, I'm bringing discovery people in dr scott and nurse culver <laughs> are going to I can be, see I can see how you got confused there. Yes. I think are going to be in an episode by themselves or it's mixed up, I don't know. Tune in and find out what happens. And is you can also make your suggestion about what they build the story on. So that's kind of fun. Yes. Because it's improv. Uh and yeah, I think you know, just come tune in next week. I think it's going to be a lot of fun to have Jesse on and uh mm -hmm. I'm sure that conversation will be Nothing that we can guess at right now, <laughs> so I'm yeah. excited. Plus, we'll actually talk about next week's episode at the same time. So yes, I think it's uh, be a, a little bit of a longer episode. It it will be, and that is just yeah. fine. Um, yep. One thing I do want to say before we go yep. is just a reminder: saying that you're not okay is not weakness. It actually takes great strength to admit that you're not okay, and it is okay to not be okay. At the same time, if you need help, get it. There's nothing wrong with that. We need to destigmatize this whole mess around mental health that you're somehow less than because stuff is not working right in your brain. You wouldn't be ashamed to go to the doctor if you had a broken bone. Don't be ashamed to go to a doctor for a broken mind. Yeah. I, that's all I, got. I can't say it any better than that. No, that's that's fantastic. Uh, before we leave, you want to tell people where they can find you? <laughs> where okay. you can find you? Not everything that they can find you on, if you want to do it that way. Brandy, I, I'm sure you, if you've listened by now, you know, is very prodigious in her, her podcasting. Uh, a bit, podcasting, I guess that's just what it would be. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I do a lot of stuff. And I... I <laughs> I chose to do all of it. So it's not like I'm being forced into it or I'm upset about it, but there is a right lot back. of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> no, I love every single thing. To do the podcast. No, uh, 
no, no, no. I love it. So just follow me on Brandywine12 and on Twitter. And that's Brandy with an I. The 12 is a number. And you will find out about all the other things I'm doing. I do some other podcasts, another live show besides this one, which is on later today at 7 p.m. Mountain Time. Figure it out for yourself. Uh, (laughs) Come join us for the Unready Room, where I'll be talking with Dan Guther about the same episode of Discovery. And we'll have a completely... Yeah, completely different conversation. So, you know, but I will jump. I will, I will, I will beat on that mental health drum again in that one. So you will get some repetition there. But other than that, you know, come join us for that. I love that we have these, the, the, we are able to explore different aspects of the same show with different sets of people. And, and we have something we'll be announcing hopefully next week, kind of along those lines too. So stay tuned for a, a, another juicy dangler stay tuned for another yes. special announcement uh, <laughs> but yeah no i just uh, and i love that this episode that we were able to dive into one specific thing i actually really like that i think that might be something we uh we pick up going forward because yeah. you can you can tune in and, and like even uh, uh bill was saying this from trek geeks it's like we don't need to literally reiterate the entire plot line because that's what we were we were diving more and more into that and it was like it was feeling less and less like comfortable and just not natural so so i think they're they're supportive of us and like finding a topic and just kind of exploring it so yeah and this feels good but yeah but this felt really good yeah it felt really good Uh, really organic yeah no it felt organic for sure um i think that's important Mm -hmm. that's what i like about the unready room is just it's it's very organic and it flows and it's just a lot of fun indeed oh, yeah so so check yeah. that out as well uh and if you want to find me you can find me on instagram and twitter at geek filter and uh i'm just doing this right now like i said might be announcing some other things and watch out post 13 occasionally i pop up on other shows there and uh i was on a whiskey show a couple weeks ago and i have whiskey left over so i'm going to use that tonight i think <laughs> celebrate Fantastic. Oh, yeah. And at 7 p.m., I will be doing the moderation for Friend Fiction, which is a show that's on every other week where Lisette and Michelle talk about uh, their fan. um, What's the word I'm looking for? The obsession, basically. They're talking about Fleabag this week. Mm. That's a show I have never seen. So it'll be interesting. Up until now, I know everything that people are talking about when they talk about, uh, you know, Wolverine or Lord of the Rings or whatever. So this this will be new interesting but yeah tune in indeed all right well we will see you next week and everybody stay safe and and like brandy said it's don't don't feel bad about saying you're not okay yes it's okay to not be okay yep live long and prosper infinite trek is a production of coconut media works executive producers bill smith and dan davidson For more great Star Trek discussion, discover the other shows of the Trek Geeks podcast network at trekgeeks.com or find us in Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcast app. Coconut!